Saints 34, Patriots nada. Nothing. Goose egg. Does that mean all is right with the world now that the Saints have shut out Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and that high-flying, vaunted Patriots offense? I think you know the answer, but we're going to try to keep it positive, as positive as possibly possible. That doesn't make any sense, but we're going to make a whole lot of sense on Datitude coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. What's going on, Boston? And hello to all my wicked cool friends out there. This is Patitude. Time to talk bad about the New England Patriots and how we might not win another game. Patitude. Oh, wait, wait a minute. What? What? Oh, come on, man. We're going to be positive today. We're not going to... I don't even want to pretend like we're fans of the New England Patriots. Patitude? No, man, this is Datitude. And it's episode number 176 for a Monday, October the 9th, 2023. I am not wicked smart or wicked cool. I don't even know how to use that stupid accent, even though my sister's lived in Massachusetts for 25 years. I'm actually Jim Derry. I'm sports betting writer at the Times Speaking the Advocate and bet.nola.com, and I've lived in Southeast Louisiana my entire life. Yeah, I'm New Orleanian through and through, my friend. We don't talk like that here, and we don't have to go through. We have a positive week this week, by God. 34 to nothing, the New Orleans Saints defeated the New England Patriots, and all is right with the world once again, or is it? If you listen to the Saints, if you listen to the players, the man, they couldn't wait to line up and get into that post-game press conference yesterday. You go through and see the lit. I mean, Dennis Allen's got a smile from ear to ear. Derek Cat- Carr had this cat-eating, crap-eating grin on his face. Alvin Kamara is smiling like there's no tomorrow. Demario Davis, who never speaks except to his own friends who wear the black and gold. You can't get Demario Davis to even tell you hello after a loss. Boy, he couldn't wait to get to the podium yesterday. Mike Thomas was up there. All is right with the world. It's a brand new day for the black and gold. Hey, Give them their due, and if you're a Saints fan, it sure beats the hell out of what we've been watching. That's for sure. Um, way more positive than negative. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm only semi-joking. I mean, everything I said was true just now. We're going to hear from um, Alan Carr and Kamara in a little bit. Got all their clips here. We had our own, we had our NOAA.com people there. Um, you know, I'm sure our... Jeff Duncan's basically writing, this is, the, this is the team we've been waiting for. The problem is we're not going to see this team every week, and the problem is 
as easy as the Saints' schedule is, I mean, that's about as bad of a quarterback performance. That's not about as bad. That is as bad. That is as bad as a quarterback, opposing quarterback performance as you're going to see. Maybe not just all year. Um, that's about as bad as it gets in the NFL. You know, it was funny. I was listening to, I like to listen to Boomer and Geo in the morning because, frankly, I'm just going to be honest. Um, I'm still a turn the TV on in the morning kind of guy. I haven't reached find a podcast I like to to wake me up. I, I know some of you do. And some of you, it's Datitude. I appreciate that, And but uh, even though it's only uh, three mornings a week. Um, and to listen to them talk about the Giants is hysterical. They're ready to jump off of a cliff. At least the Saints, um, and we even said this last week with as bad as it was, that at least the Saints, they can stink to high heaven and still win this division. So there's that. They didn't stink to high heaven yesterday. Uh, the defense played about as well as it could play, which was a major improvement off the week before because you were worried. You know, I mean, anybody, any realistic fan out there knows. Remember the, the old days when if Drew Brees wasn't on and the Saints didn't have a great offensive day, they weren't going to win? They had, like, no chance to win? That's kind of where we are right now, except it's reverse. If the defense doesn't have a great day, yeah, it's not going to be good. And if you look at the stat sheet yesterday, again, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm just giving you this. Look, I tell it the way that it is. Phil says it in the intro, or at least the way that I think it is. I enjoyed yesterday. I, I, I'm, so I can give you any stat or tell you what I think about the future or, you know, but I, have, I still have some trauma from last week, okay? 34 to nothing doesn't fix 26 to 9. Not fully. It helps. It puts a Band-Aid on it. It definitely feels a whole hell of a lot better than 26 to 9 or a fourth quarter collapse. There's no doubt about that. But I'm sorry if I'm not jumping on the over the moon giddy. Um, I will say this before I get into the stats. We had more than one person yesterday either text me or send me a message some kind of way basically saying, this does nothing, you're putting lipstick on a pig. I'm not, look, I will say this, enjoy the victory. Be happy when they win. 34 to nothing. Again, how many times do you get a chance to shut out? I don't know how, I mean, I need to go look up, but how many times have the Saints shut out an opponent in their history? What is this, season number 57, I think? I mean, I don't know the answer, but I would be willing to bet that the Saints have probably only had 25 or so shutouts in their entire history. It's, it's in that ballpark. So when you get a shutout in the NFL, you enjoy it. The Saints earned a shutout yesterday. They held the Patriots to eight first downs. They earned it. And so I had people saying, you know, I had one in particular, and you know who you are out there. If you're listening, you know exactly who you are. Just go on and on. I mean, you know, I had a couple that said something, and I basically came back and said, look, just I'm just enjoying today. And then they stopped. I had one that kept coming, oh, I'm not – that they're just so negative and so hating on this offense, and I get it. But yesterday, look, even Pete Carmichael had a good day, I thought. 
I thought the offensive line played for the third straight game. I thought they've improved again, 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 which is a major step forward. I don't think they played great by any means, but I thought they played better again. They allowed two sacks. They allowed uh, three last week. So we've gone from four, 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 three, now two. Now the Patriots are a different team without Matthew Judon. We all know that. But enjoy it. So I guess I'm trying to preface what I'm going to tell you in the stats and going deep through the numbers and listening to these happy, giddy Saints coaches and players before we listen to all that. Take all that with a grain of salt. Let's be realistic. This show's about being realistic. If they're good, I'm going to tell you they're good. And if someone from the outside who never listened to this show before might come on this show one day or listen, come across this show and say, who is this dumbass? And say, oh, he's a homer. And then, there's, then they'll come across me last week and like, oh, man, this guy. Woo, he needs to take his Xanax. But my story is I tell it the way that it is or the way that I think that it is. And the way that I think it is this week is, that's a lot of is's, by the way. Just called me Izzy today. Um, the way that I perceive this team is they are mediocre. There are three tiers of teams in the NFL right now. Yesterday was a perfect example of that. There are only a handful of teams in that top tier. I mean a handful. I think... You know, even though we're we're five weeks in, and I say don't over, you know, don't exaggerate about how good someone is or bad. So this is kind of when we're starting. You're not quite there to where you you are, what your record says you are. I said that last week. You're not there yet, and you're still not there. But you're getting close. You're getting close. I mean, you're only three games away from the midway point of the season. Or now that there's 17 games, it's hard to judge where the midway point is. So you're getting close to you are what your record says you are. But that being said, you know, you have to figure out where you belong. You know, who's, you know who has a chance to win the Super Bowl now. I think you do. I think yesterday was a perfect example of teams, I think, that can compete. Teams that at least show some kind of life and maybe are the Cowboys out of it? I don't know, man. I was wrong about them. I'll say that. They played with no heart last night. They went to San Francisco. San Francisco punched them in the mouth. They went down, and they didn't get back up. And if, if I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be way more distressed than if I were a Saints fan. Because the, the realistic expectations for a Saints fan is you go to the playoffs, it's a successful year. You win the division, you go to the playoffs with this team, with where you've been, with what direction you want to go in, it's a successful year. If this team, Saints team goes 10-7, and seven, goes to the playoffs, wins the division, goes to the playoffs, you're not going to be happy if you lose in the first round, but it sure beats last year. If you're a Cowboys fan, you go 10-7 and seven and you finish second to the Eagles again, you maybe win one playoff game and then you get your ass kicked in week two of the playoffs, that's not a successful year. 
So are the Cowboys in that first tier or the second tier? They're somewhere like draping maybe in between tiers. The Saints are dead center, rock solid in the middle of that second tier. That's who they are. And if you can accept that and you're okay with that, and, and I guess I am at, at this point because, again, 34 to nothing, beating up on a team that's in the bottom tier, sure beats losing to one of those teams in the bottom tier at home because, let's face it, that's where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. They're in the bottom tier. The Saints are better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't care what the score said, which is why I was so mad last week. The Saints played like I think they're capable of playing yesterday, at least on defense. So take it. You take it. You don't come up with, well, they still suck at this, they still suck at that. Well, yeah, they do. But you don't say it during the game. You at least wait till the next day. Don't text me in the second quarter or message me in the second quarter. Oh, I'm not buying it. It's almost it's 21 to nothing, and it's halftime. I ain't buying it. I don't want to hear that during the game. We can talk about that the next day. Enjoy it. Because you don't know what next week's going to bring. Next week is a completely different quarterback. I can tell you another thing I was wrong about. And it's still early, so I'm not getting too fired up just yet um, on things that I could be wrong about or things that I could be right about, especially when you're talking about individual players. But C.J. Stroud, he didn't play great yesterday against the Atlanta Falcons and he played a much better defense and it kind of held the Texans down but he didn't throw a pick again he still hasn't thrown an interception the Saints would love to be the first ones to get that interception I have not looked at the lines yet I will soon I would imagine that the Saints are going to be a very slight favorite in Houston next week as they finish this four out of five um, stretch away from home Another positive before we get to, you notice I'm putting off getting to the stat sheet. Another positive. I said before week one, if this team could find a way to be four and two, when they, I had the, the, the schedule is sliced off in thirds, okay? If you include the bye week, it's an 18-week schedule. It's six weeks or thirds, okay? Think of it like that. And if they finished four and two through that first third, they were exceeding expectations, in my opinion. Because I thought that the toughest part of this schedule, of this easy, super easy, easy peasy, squeezy, give me this every year, lemon squeezy, whatever schedule they got, this Christmas present in April or May or whenever the schedule came out, it doesn't get any easier. Like this legitimately might be the easiest schedule in Saints history and might be the easiest one of your lifetime. That's how easy it is. If the Saints could go four and two through this stretch, and the reason why I thought it was tougher, not necessarily because of the teams, because really there aren't a ton of tough teams, period. Really, if you look at it now, the toughest teams on this entire schedule, I mean the entire schedule, are Jacksonville, Detroit, and Minnesota. Those are the three toughest teams on this schedule. And they're spread apart. But 
You played Jacksonville at home on a Thursday night. You played Detroit in the middle of a home stretch later on in December. You worry about that then. If you can go four and two, because the goal with this team, I think if you win 10 games, you're probably going to win the division. You might have to win 11, but I think 10's probably going to do it. So if you can go four and two, three and three, and four and two, which is extremely possible, then you can do the math. That's 11 wins. Very doable. And it gives you wiggle room for a screw-up if you were to lose one and go three and three and three twice. Then you can still win 10 games, and that probably get you in. So that's why this first stretch, to me, the first stretch of a schedule is always important. But when you look at this stretch of schedule for the Saints, it's super important this year. So the Saints have a chance to accomplish that, the my long-winded way around that. If they can win at Houston, they have a chance to do that. Um, will they? I don't know. Again, they'll be slight favorites. It's a 50-50 kind of game. I would have never said that probably four or five weeks ago. I would have told you I thought the Saints were much better than the Texans. I don't think that anymore. I think that... Um, D'Amico Ryans is a fantastic coach. That's what I think. I think he is one of the really good. I thought that before the season started, and he's already shown that this team is fighting and playing well. Uh, the Saints' defense, which had put, they're not going to post a shutout next week. It ain't going to happen. I mean, not that you would post back-to-back shutouts anyway. But C.J. Stroud is a much better quarterback than Mac Jones. And the receiving core for the Texans is much better than the one the Saints faced yesterday. That, that's just the hold card, the hold, the cold, a hold card. The, I am going to play poker tonight, but it's the cold, hard facts of who they are. The Texans' defense is not great, but... Honestly, they're probably as good as the one that the Saints played yesterday that was defeated and deflated once the offense gave up a pick six to get the score and started. And that leads me into yesterday. I'm not telling you don't be excited. You should be happy, especially, again, I'm going to say this again. When you're watching a game, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You don't go into a game with a negative attitude. If the Saints take a 7-0 lead, be happy. If the Saints take a 14-0 lead, be happier. If the Saints take a 21-0 lead at halftime, you're like, rah, rah, it's about a 98% chance you're going to have a good day. We all know that when the Saints win, it makes the week brighter. And when they lose, for most of us, if you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest with ourselves. If the Saints win, you usually have a pretty bright decent week if the saints lose you're in a pissy mood on monday at last in the tuesday you can't even start thinking about the next week until wednesday or thursday let's be real if you're a saints fan that's how it is that's how new orleanians are something crappy starts your week and pretty much you're you're in a crappy mood most of the week that's who we are it's okay But don't be in a crappy mood when the thing's going on. 
you know, take it. It's good. If you got good, take the good. What happens if um, if Honey Badger doesn't get that pick six yesterday? Think about the kind of, you know, one thing that had me a little on edge, because you could see from the beginning of the game, all right, the Saints 100% should win this game. From like the first, I don't know, first couple minutes. It didn't take long for you to see that, you know, I predicted the Saints to win this week, but that doesn't mean anything. I thought the Saints were better than the Patriots before the game, but you do worry about Belichick, and I think people put too much into this stuff sometimes. It's different if you got a really good team behind you and a team has a crappy week and gets the, the hinges blown off one week. You know they're going to play much better, but I didn't feel like the Patriots were going to come back and play much better this week. And I'm not patting myself on the back because I was right about that. I was wrong about quite a few things this week. Went two and three in my best bets again. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to sit right here and be a man and admit it. I was wrong about the Cowboys. 49ers, like I said, punched them in the mouth. They didn't get up. But I was right about the Saints. I thought they would come back and play well and win, and I wasn't really worried about the Patriots because they don't have the kind of talent, and I think Mac Jones stinks. They don't have a uh, – he doesn't have anybody to throw it to. I thought the only way the Patriots would win this game is if the Saints scored, like, 15 or fewer because I didn't think the Patriots were going to put up more than 17 or 16 or 17. So you could kind of see from the beginning of this game that the Saints were going to win this game unless they screwed it up. I didn't. I felt better about the way Derek Carr was throwing the ball yesterday, but I didn't like it. As we dive into the game and about to show you some stats and listen to some some interviews, you look at the stats: three hundred and four total yards. Does that wow you? Doesn't wow me. You think in a thirty-four to nothing game, your stats would be better than that? Three hundred and four yards. 168 yards passing. Does that wow you? Doesn't wow me. Remember last week, Derek Carr threw what? For 120-something yards? He threw for 183 this week. Now, of course, he didn't have to. That's the difference. He didn't have to throw for a lot of yards. So he certainly was better. His shoulder obviously felt better. He was way more accurate this week. He could throw it further than 10 yards um, and hit the broadside of a ball and didn't even need a beach ball. Could do it with a football. But you look at this defense. Goes back to what I said in the beginning of the show. If the defense plays like it played yesterday and they don't have to shut people out, they have to play like they played yesterday. For this team to have a chance to do anything, and by, by anything what I mean by that is to do more than just win this crappy division, if you want them to play into the second or third week of January and at least be competitive with the Philadelphias, the San Francisco's of the world, or whoever they potentially could play in the second round. And, yeah, it's not too early to start thinking about that. No, because you want your team to be something. And if they're going to be something going forward, what you need to see week after week is you don't need to see eight first downs and 156 yards that the defense allowed, which is incredible, by the way. By NFL standards, that's incredible. They allowed one first down. Third down, uh, the Patriots had 14 third downs. One first down they gave up. And 0 for 2 on fourth down. 
So third and fourth down, the Saints defense was 15 and one yesterday. That's phenomenal. They only, they only allowed the Patriots to run 51 plays. They only allowed the Patriots to hold the football for 20 minutes and 26 seconds, and that included some garbage time at the end. Eight first downs they gave up. But the Saints' offense, again, was better, but it wasn't good. I thought the game plan was better, but it was average. I thought Pete Carmichael did a much better job yesterday, but a much better job over what the week before. That doesn't make a whole lot. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is, oh, man, it was way better to watch than 24, uh, 26 to 9. But am I going to jump over the moon? Am I going to run up to the podium with a shit-eating grin on my face? Someone did. Yeah, look, I, look the challenge really was for everybody to be better. Um, so this wasn't, a, this wasn't an offense-defense kicking game deal. This was a New Orleans Saints need to be better. Um, we had to coach better. We had to play better. Um, and I thought everybody, coaches, players, everybody uh, alike, um, you know, answered the challenge this week. You know, I agree with them. I, I definitely think they did answer a challenge. But is this the team that we expected to see in the beginning of the year, before the year started? Here's one thing that, um, again, just trying to put a bit of realism on, realism on this thing. I'm not trying to bring anybody down. I don't want to bring anybody down today. You, I want you to be ha If you're a Saints fan, I want you to be happy about what you saw. Again, I watched uh, Giants fans uh, just be pissy as all hell this morning. They got, just think of you a Giants fan, man. You a Giants fan, where's this, not just where's this season going, where's your future going? You got as much money wrapped up in Daniel Jones as the Saints have wrapped up in Derek Carr. And I will say this, I can be pissy about Derek Carr, a lot of what he's done for two weeks now, obviously, is because of a shoulder injury, or two and a half weeks. Shoulder injury. That's, but Daniel Jones doesn't have a shoulder. Well, he, might, he has some kind of injury now. He had to come out of the game yesterday. But they got a long future with that cat, and Giants aren't going to be better anytime soon. So I just don't, I don't believe in... Daniel Jones at all. So you could be a Giants fan. How would you like to be a Broncos fan this morning? Your old coach, Sean Payton, got a dose of karma handed, handed back to his ass, didn't he? In a really bad way. Remember how Nathaniel Hackett sucked and we're not going to do anything around here the way Nathaniel Hackett did it. Well, Nathaniel Hackett didn't lose 70 to 20. And uh, you got your ass handed to you by Nathaniel Hackett. And your quarterback sucks. Your team sucks. That Broncos team is screwed for a long time going forward. They're not going to be better next year. Sean Payton's going to wish he hadn't taken that job if he doesn't already. Because he'll quit before it's done. He'll quit. He's going to quit. He's not going to stick around and watch that crap. 
They're not going to be any better anytime soon. You see his little tete-a-tete with Russell Wilson? And it wasn't as bad as, as people made it out to be. Well, it wasn't as bad, especially as ESPN made it out to be because they wanted you to click on their link and go watch it. It wasn't like he got into it. That's the way they made it sound, like he got He didn't get into it. I mean, he just, you know, he kind of Mike belled him a little bit. What cleats are you wearing? There's that kind of thing. But how would you like to be a fan of the Giants or the Broncos? I mean, think about teams that for the future, they're just not going to be any good anytime soon. There are plenty of those teams. There are plenty of those teams that stink. I mean, really, realistically, do we think that the Titans are going to be back to where they were a couple years ago anytime soon? I don't. The Buccaneers. I know they won here last week. I'll call them out. I don't see them being any good anytime soon. Even if somehow they continue this mirage, facade, whatever, I'd rather be a fan of the Saints than the Bucks. I mean, you could even make a point. The Falcons, look, I think B. John Robinson's great. I think he's going to be fun to watch if you're a Falcons fan. But you got Desmond, you're stuck with Desmond Ritter as your quarterback. And if you know, even if your stubborn coach doesn't change his mind and puts in Taylor Heineke, he's Taylor Heineke. That's not going to make your offense any better. I'm just looking in this division. You know, Carolina sucks, but it, I, I don't care what anybody says. I still think Bryce Young is going to be a great NFL quarterback. The point is, the Saint, it could be a lot worse being a Saints fan. And as bad and as mad as I was last week, I'm not going to jump for joy this week because they, they won. But it is a relief. So, yeah, I said it was going to be some tough conversations after last game. And, you know, um, most conversations are between the people with a fleur de lis on their helmet and on a hat, a.k.a. coaches and players. So I won't tell you exact um, details about it. But I think um, anytime you find yourself in a in – a, and kind of like a, a lull or, or a rut um, in anything, but obviously in this in this game in this sport, um, you got to find a way to fix it fast, right? Because sometimes it's, you 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 get in those ruts and it compounds and it starts to just turn into your identity. So that's the one thing that we didn't want to happen because we know what our identity is, and um, I think we kind of got a chance to put it on display today. You know, um, everybody was locked in and, and focused on the goal, and that was a win. It wasn't really looking at a score. It was just going, trying to play. I mean, that's great. I, I, I think that's fantastic comments from Alvin Kamara. Wonderful. Accountability. Everyone should be accountable. But one thing that bothers me, and I'm not saying you should be happy about a loss like last week. I'm not saying you should be like, can't wait to talk to people about it. But man up. This, the, the problem I have with this group is, and I didn't even see it yesterday. I talked about this last week. I didn't see a ton of emotion during a loss. Again, I'm not saying you should go, well, I mean, I'm not going to be upset if you do it, but I'm not saying you need to go to the sideline, pick up Gatorade coolers and toss them across and kick benches over and smash tablets and whatever. 
but show me some emotion. Don't be running up to the podium to talk when you haven't talked to me since last year. Or, I mean, I'm, and practices don't count. I'm talking about after a game. Don't, don't have like this, like you, you actually, you're, everything's right with the world again because you're three and two. Temperate. That's the most I think I've ever heard of Alvin Kamara speak at one time. I mean, so honest, obviously he got some of the bad emotion of, off of his chest, and he should. I'm okay with that. He, broke, he also broke a record that, you know, I mean, it wasn't the greatest record on the planet as far as franchises go. 76 touchdowns in a franchise, uh, the most touchdowns in franchise history beating out Marcus Colston. Um, 76 touchdowns. That's, uh, that's a good number, but for a franchise history, that franchise that's been around for 57 years, 57 seasons, oof. Maybe he'll get to 100 before he leaves. I hope he does. I hope he does. I don't think he will, um, but if he does, that would be great. I always liked Alvin Kamara. Um, and... What he said yesterday, 100% true. Glad he said it. People taking responsibility for what happened. But why weren't people taking responsibility last week? There weren't a whole lot of people running to the podium last week. There weren't a whole lot of people wanting to talk in the locker room last week. There were people that wanted to talk, that were willing to talk. But there are some that won't talk to you after a loss. I never understood that. Look, this team is, uh, the season to me yesterday was one of those games. And the reason why it was definitely one to enjoy while it was happening is because yesterday was definitely a turning point kind of game. There is zero question about it. It had the Saints lost that game yesterday. They'd have been, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's two and three. That much different than three and two? Probably not, especially when you're a mediocre team. However, when you lose three in a row, especially after the way they lost last week, not anything else, you can get over the, the fourth quarter collapse. But they didn't put it behind them. And they made a ton of mistakes. And it started from the top and it went all the way to the bottom. But they fixed some of them. They obviously put in the work because this Sunday's game, week five, was a turning point kind of game. It was one of those games where if you lose, it could set the tone for the rest of the season, and 7-10 and 10 is 100% possible. And I guess theoretically 7-10 and 10 still is possible, but it's far more unlikely now. And meanwhile, the Patriots probably would be glad to go 7-10 and 10 at this point, wouldn't you think? It was a turning point game for them as well, the way they came off of a game against the Cowboys. And now you have people saying Belichick should leave, is on the hot seat. He sucks without Tom Brady. There were people writing, there are people writing this and saying this. And there might be people listening to me right now who think that Bill Belichick sucks without Tom Brady. You're an idiot. If you think 
Bill Belichick sucks without Tom Brady. You're a moron. Do they suck right now? Absolutely. Was it his decision to bring in Mac Jones? Sure. Has he probably stuck with him a little too long? No question. Do you think Tom Brady has all those rings without Bill Belichick? If you say yes, go fly a kite somewhere. You think Drew Brees would have only won one Super Bowl ring had he been in that system and played under Bill Belichick? Cray-cray. If you think the answer is yes, you cray-cray. You're a dummy. You should stop watching football. Go feed the pigeons on Sundays. Go feed them on Saturday, too, for all that, for all that matters. Bill Belichick, in my opinion, is the greatest coach that's ever walked an NFL sideline. And, uh, yeah, he's, the team has not been great since Tom Brady left. And right now they're at the lowest that they've been since he's been there, even in the beginning when they went 5-11 and 11 or whatever it was. But you knew they were going to get better. Now you don't know if they're going to get better under Belichick, and there's a decent chance that he might leave when the season's over. And that's not the way you want to see a coach leave. You kind of wish he would have gone out two years ago and said and dropped the mic, or even three years ago and dropped the mic and said, you know what? But that's not what coaches do. The Saints um, won that turning point game yesterday, a game between two teams that I think this game could have turned things around. It's certainly, if you lose it, you're going to go down quick. If you win it, you might necessarily, at least you're still holding on to that ledge. That's where the Saints are right now. The Saints have a chance to win next week and really make people feel better about them. I'm not saying feel great. There's there's nothing the Saints can do next week that's going to make me feel great about this team as far as um, our special things in store. I said it from day one, and I'll say it again. I said it in the show already. I just, we, the Saints are supposed to be entertainment. The Saints, whether they realistically know this or not or think this, almost all of them are not from here. I mean, obviously, Teran Matthews from here, and you listen to him, and you know, in five, I said to my wife last night, I'm like, where's he from? He's, he's, he's with me. <laughs> There's no question about that. But most of them aren't, so they don't understand that. They don't understand that for most of us, the Saints winning or losing between the beginning of September and New Year's, the Saints winning and losing sets the tone for a lot of our entire weeks. They win, we're in a good mood on Monday. We're probably in a good mood on Tuesday. And then maybe we start thinking about next week, Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe we don't wait till Friday, who knows. But we're in a good mood that week. The Saints lose, everybody's pissy in the office on Monday, except the ones who just don't care about football. That's okay. Derek Carr certainly was happy, and, you know, you got to feel for Derek Carr 
again, not the greatest stats, but not bad. 18 to 26 for 183 yards, two touchdowns. The one thing that was way better than last week, remember those completions to yards ratio? Much better this week. It's not great. It's 10. 18 to 26 for 183 yards, 10. But it certainly beats last week. Remember we told you he had 18 completions for 78 yards or 76 yards at the end of three quarters? And then he finished with 120-something yards? Again, he looked much better, but it makes you wonder why he even started last week. And that's, you know, we go back to the coaching. And text I got during the game, again, I'm not believing in these coaches. I'm not telling you to believe in these coaches. I said last week, I said what I thought. I don't, I'm not going to change my opinion after one week. You know, I gave Pete Carmichael a chance going into this season. And you have to do something in this league. You can't be good because they weren't great yesterday. Let's not, let's not fool anybody. The Saints offense wasn't great yesterday. It was good. It was average to good. The game plan was average to good. They still didn't use Taysom enough. They used Taysom more, and even though the stats don't show it, he only carried three times for 19 yards, and he caught a pass. But he was in the game a lot more uh, this Sunday than he was the past on, previous Sunday. But it kind of goes back to the point of what I was talking about with the coaching staff. Do I feel better about the coaching staff today than I felt last Sunday? No. I don't feel better about Pete Carmichael than I did last Sunday. He did a way better job this Sunday than last Sunday. But we, I'm not going to feel better about him until he puts, like, strings together four to six good games in a row. I don't know that he's capable of doing that. I'm not trying to bash the man. I'm glad Derek Carr is rosy sunshine about Pete Carmichael. I would hope that he's happy about his offensive coordinator. I don't want him to think his offensive coordinator stinks like most of us do. If he really believes that, great. By all means, please, back up your OC. I mean, what do you expect anyway? You think he's going to go out there and say, oh, God. I mean, he's not Justin Fields. He's not going to go out there and say, our coaches put us in bad positions. He's not going to tell you that. So I'm glad he's out there when they win and he gives them credit. Give him credit. Put multiple games together in a row, and maybe I'll feel better about you. I'm glad that Derek Carr feels better about you. I'm glad he was happy on Sunday afternoon and had a big old wide grin. There was no different thought this week. There was no different feeling. Um, we, we knew what, uh, what we have in Pete, and we believe in him. And like I, you know, I never, never lied to you all. Like I, we, we think the world of Pete. And so uh, I just know that. I've been in tough times, and you know when you do have, go out and have a good day, it, it's always a relief. No matter, you know, it's always like, all right, let's at least get you know seven days answering nice questions about you know some things, you know. And so, um, and, but that's this business, and and he knows that. I know that playing quarterback, uh, the head coaches always know that, right? They got to always answer questions, and so it, it is what it is. But our confidence never changed in Pete for sure. Well, it should. If you didn't have confidence in him before. You're not going to have confidence in him now. And if you had confidence in him before, I mean, this game is not going to change anything. 
One game can change something. One game can change your opinion on something. But, you know, look, enjoy it while it lasts. Everything. If it's good, enjoy it. If it's bad, think about the future. I mean, uh, who am I to be given philosophy lessons? The Saints are who they are. And you, th- you put them in the tier of teams in the NFL. If you realistically had to rank this team, where would you rank them? Think about what you saw on Sunday. You can go back to last week and think about what you saw, but you knew the Saints were better than that. You knew when you were, and I, guess, I think that's probably why you get, I say why you, why we. I think that's why we got so mad about last Sunday. I think that's why I went on a rampage. I had, I had a friend of mine text me, he goes, I really wish you wouldn't have been sick last Monday. I would have loved to have heard you Monday morning. I mean, look, I went off Thursday. I, it wasn't, I don't know that I would have been that much different, honestly. Maybe. But we take it personally. That's who we are here. And I guess they take it personally in other cities too. But, you know, if you had to rank fans, I think Saints fans are, and I'm not just saying this. I'm, I'm, I'll be a homer when it comes to this. Saints fans are the best fans on the planet. I think the Houdat Nation, I don't really like that term, by the way. I'm not a big fan of the Houdat Nation. But if whatever you want to call them, Saints fans, uh, it's better than just saying Saints fans. Uh, I think Saints fans, Houdat Nation, whatever you want to call them, are the best. In the How many fans would dress up where, men, you know, tens of thousands of men would dress up like women and honor and salute a former radio broad, uh, departed radio broadcaster because their team went to the Super Bowl and marched down Poydra Street in cold weather, dressed like a woman, holding a purse, wearing a dress. I did it. I had fun doing it. I wasn't in sports at the time. I probably wouldn't do it today. Um, at the time I did it, I was working in news, so I could be a regular fan. It's, it's been a while, so I could be just regular Joe Blow fan, although sometimes I am. That's fun. This is a different kind of fan base. We are, um, we are used to losing, but we don't accept it, if that makes any sense. There are some fan bases that get used to losing and just, eh, we're going to lose. I think, you know, it's funny because Giants, the Giants fans, they've had recent success, right? I mean, they, they won two Super Bowls in the last, I don't know, what, 15 years? And some, for some people, it's, I'm not saying you should ever rest on your laurels or whatever. But sometimes you should realize how good you got it. And you know what? It's hard here because the Saints, Saints fans that are old like me went through their childhoods and into their teen years and lost. And then you had a coach come in, uh, could have, would have, should have won some more games. But you loved him because he brought the Saints out of the wallowing pit of mediocrity or worse. And you got used to being mediocre. And then you had 
some offensive genius who was a jackass as a person but was a brilliant mind and led the Saints to the Super Bowl. And you know what? Saints fans didn't even get mad that this team had no business only winning one Super Bowl. They didn't bitch about it. But he's gone now, and the Hall of Fame quarterback's gone, and you expect more because you got used to winning, but look, man, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse here. So I, everything I say is with a grain of salt. It could be a lot worse. You could be a fan of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they won Super Bowls with John Elway. They won one under Peyton Manning. But they're going in the wrong direction, and they don't have any kind of future anytime soon. Giants fans don't remember their Super Bowls. They just think about how much they suck now. Patriots fans, woo! Patriots fans, you want to talk about spoiled, rotten, greedy fans. They got Patriots fans ready to fire Bill Belichick. Can you imagine that? Fire Bill Belichick. See? It's not, it's not just, I mean, there are all kinds of fans out there that are unrealistic. Can you imagine the texts that were going back and forth between Patriots fans? Man. So, look. The long-windedness is going to come to an end here because, uh, look, um, I'm encouraged by what I saw yesterday, but I'm encouraged because we knew all along that this team has to be successful with its defense. But I want players and coaches alike to be just as accountable after a win as they are after a loss. Don't blow smoke up my keister when my keister's full of smoke already. I don't need any, I don't need any smoke up there. I don't need any smoke anywhere. Just tell me the way that it is. I miss Jim Mora, man. There are times like these when I miss Jim Mora. He never blew smoke up anybody's butt. Ever. He told you the way that it was. That's, and that's who I am here on this show. We tell you the way that it is. And the way that it is is the Saints are in that middle tier. Be happy when they win. Um, if they lose to a team that's better than they are, and they gave it all they had, and they had a great game plan coming in, or even an average game plan coming in. They weren't out coaching. They just simply got beat. Hey, I'm not going to be mad at that. Neither should any fan. But if you go in and you're unprepared, and you're going through the motions, and you don't, you don't get a little ticked, uh, or you don't have some emotion when you, when you do good things, and you don't have emotions when you do bad things, and you don't want to talk to the press when you lose, but you'd be happy to talk to them when you win. Yeah, I got a problem with that. Winning solves a lot of things, and it did this week, I guess, for some people. Um, talk to me next week. You still get the four and two. You get the four and two, and you got an even better game plan than you had this week. And maybe you're not that chooky that I thought you were. Maybe. Maybe I'll feel better about it next week. For now, we're saved by zero. Saved by zero. The shutout changed everything. You're in a good mood this week. The Saints are feeling good about their team. You know, Derek Carr saying that's all we needed was, all we needed was, we still believe in Pete. We always believe in Pete. Darren, it sounds like, yeah, 
Boy, we got it right this week. We needed that. You got it right. Pat yourselves on the back, but move on. Don't ever let what happened in 26 to 9 happen again. You get beat, you get beat. But don't be unprepared. Don't look like you're going through motions. You get paid way too much money, and the people that pay your salaries, I'm not saying me, the people who, I just report about it. The people who pay your salaries deserve better when they got two weeks ago. You don't have to give them 34 to nothing every week, but don't give them 26 to 9 ever again. That's all we ask. We'll see if they can happen. For right now, this team is saved by zero. We'll talk about it more the rest of the week. Thursday, you may not want to hear our best bets because we've been talking about mediocre. You talk about the three tiers. Yeah, Uncle Big Nick and I are certainly in that middle tier. He's been better than me the past couple of weeks. But woo, two and three ain't going to cut it. I ain't going to let. I am not going to rest in my laurels, but you know what? If I have a crappy week, I'm going to be here again. I'm going to tell you I had a crappy week and that I'm not going to. That is not acceptable. We'll be back on Thursday and then Friday, Larry Holder to talk about the NFL Week 6 preview and Saints-Texans, what do we think? And then again, Mondays and Thursdays at 4 p.m., Bayou Bets, our Bayou Bets crew, will also give you our thoughts. Probably won't be quite as succinct and blunt as I am here in this show, but we'll talk about it again anyway. Hope you can join us. We will see you on Thursday. Peace and love, my friends. <laughs>